Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. come to me, maybe concerning somebody else in the church, and, and, and say, you should, be, you should kick him out. You, you need to kick him out of the church. Now, you need to know I'm, I'm not afraid of, of doing that. We have had to do that, and we have done that. Sometimes it's absolutely necessary, but it's a last resort. Today, Pastor Robert will share with you about a touchy subject in the church. Sometimes, for the good of the church, a pastor or leader may have to ask someone to leave the church, temporarily or permanently. Just like the Lord is the shepherd over his church, a pastor is the shepherd over his church. The sheep must be protected from wolves in sheep's clothing. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. children's stuff. I learned it in Sunday school as a child. You know, we read the Psalms and I learned, you know, the stories and there there were certain things, you know, David and Goliath. I would just skip over that because I I know that already. One day I got a gentle rebuke from the Lord and I realized this is a mistake. This is the word of God. And if he saw fit to make sure it got written down and made available for thousands and thousands of years to, to people who came after. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I should be more open to this. Maybe I should read it again. You know, maybe I should dig in a little bit deeper. Maybe there's more here than I've understood, more than I've realized. And I began to do that, and, and I was amazed at some of the things that I found. I've been so blessed by the book of Psalms. I have been so incredibly blessed by things that I thought were just, just kid stuff. But here's the thing that impresses me in this passage, impresses me in that verse. Paul's perspective on these people he loved at Corinth, and understand that's the the context. You know, this was a church he spent 18 months planting and developing and nourishing and nurturing. And these are people he knows, he cares about them, and now he's written a letter back to them, he's speaking into their lives, and and he's, he's, he's having to hammer them on some things, but he doesn't want to crush them. He doesn't want to crush them. You know, I've had people at times come to me, maybe concerning somebody else in the church, and and, and say, "You should be, you should kick him out. You you need to kick him out of the church." Now, you need to know I'm I'm not afraid of of doing that. We have had to do that. And we have done that. Sometimes it's absolutely necessary, but it's a last resort. It's and it's always biblically 
based on Matthew 18, 15 to 17, what Jesus said there in Galatians chapter 6, it's always done with a heart to restore, to win back the person that you're kicking out. It's, it's not because you're writing them off. It's just the last resort to try to rescue them from themselves. So it's always done for their benefit and never because you lose patience. But sometimes it's, it's necessary. But you know what? Often, often we, we will kind of give up. We'll write people off. And we'll tend to say, this guy's never going to get it. This guy's just not ever going to wake up. You know, this, this lady is just, you know, going to always be a problem. And we need to be so careful with our hearts. Because Isaiah 42, verse 3, God says to us in that passage that a bruised reed he will not break. A smoking flax he will not extinguish. He won't put it out. What does that mean? Well, I think it means he understands that we all come to him with baggage and that he's much more patient with us than we are with one another. You know, I had a, a student in Youth with a Mission that came to me at one point, and, and um, he said, Robert, I'm so confused. He was 19 years old at the time. And he said, you know, my mother's a Christian. I knew his mother. My mother's a Christian. And I, I would always, growing up, I spent like six months out of the year with her, and I spent six months with my dad, who lived in another state and was a heroin dealer. And he said, now my dad, he's always taught me, if it'll fit in your pocket, you're an idiot to pay for it. And then my mom taught me the Bible. And he said, I, I, don't, I, I have such a hard time, really, with just the right and wrong. Because if my dad's attitude is, is if you can get away with it, great. Whatever it is. And my mom's attitude is that the Bible is true. My dad says she's a nut. And he said, I just, I hear both their voices. Do you understand he had a lot to deal with as a, as a baby Christian? A lot of baggage. Now, I had another friend, another dear friend. Still, she's still a dear friend. She and her husband and, and, uh, and their, their family. She doesn't remember a time when she did not know Jesus. As a child growing up, she just always had a relationship with the Lord. And, and it's, it's a real relationship. There's a depth of relationship. She, you know, she loves the Lord. She knows Him. She, you know, she teaches the Bible. She's always taught, you know, Sunday school and, and different things and, and very different Christian is either one less valuable. No, God loves them both. He's equally patient with them both. According to scripture, they're Equally sinful. You know, if you've broken one point in the law, the Bible says, you broke the law. You're, you're guilty. And so that's not the issue here. But what it is is Jesus actually said at one point, talking to one of the Pharisees, you know, if, if, if one man is forgiven a dollar and another man's given, forgiven a, a million dollars, which one do you think is going to be the more grateful and, you know, love the person and he said well the one that's been forgiven more and he said absolutely you're right but putting that in the context of of a christian who's struggling and inconsistent and you know always messing up and doesn't know the bible and therefore is living counter to it most of the time over a period of of years do, do, do you understand this this is this person may he may look like a complete heathen for a long time 
This one who comes with a bunch of baggage. But he loves Jesus. Because he's very aware of how much he needs to learn and how much he's been forgiven. And he's very aware that he doesn't deserve anything from God. And and he's a broken and crippled, bruised human being. And God says, I'm going to give him every ounce of grace he needs as he walks toward me. As long as he keeps his eyes toward me, as long as he's teachable. These people were a mess, but they wrote Paul a letter saying, we need, we need your instruction. We need your help. And Paul says, I applaud you for that. I applaud you for that. In Psalm 18, verse 35, King David expresses the heart behind this a little bit. As he's, he writes a song to God, and, and he, he says, Your gentleness has made me great. That used to baffle me, that statement from David. And I realized what David understood and what he was expressing in that passage was that God had taken him as a teenage boy watching his daddy's sheep out in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere. God set him apart from the rest of humanity and made him the king of God's own people. What an enormous blessing. What an enormous expression of of love and, and, you know, just, oh, just an amazing thing when you look at what God did in David's life. And David was very aware that God had instructed him and shaped him and prepared him for that responsibility, gifted him for that duty, shaped him and molded him. Pastor Chuck Smith, the founder of Calvary Chapel in, in Costa Mesa and, you know, the Calvary Chapel movement kind of grew out of that. Um, recently, his oldest son um, sat down with him, and they, they wrote Pastor Chuck's autobiography. And he said right in the beginning, Chuck Jr. said right in the beginning, he told his dad, you know, we need to come up with a theme. I, I know this is the story of your life, but you, can, you need to think about it. You know, what's the theme of your life? And maybe pray about this and give it some thought. And he said his dad interrupted him and said, God prepares his servants. That's the theme. That was what David understood. Your gentleness through the passing of time, consistently holding me accountable, consistently correcting me as a perfect father. The Apostle Paul had a burden in his heart for the churches. He wanted to express the importance of following Jesus, even when it meant discussing difficult topics. In his first letter to the Corinthian church, Paul set aside any desires he may have had to be liked by all people to tell the truth. Sin needs to be dealt with. This is true for every follower of Jesus. Sin has to be dealt with. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to Christianity or if you've been following Jesus for a lifetime. You are still human and prone to sin. When you do fall, and you will, take your mistakes to the cross. There's grace to cover it all again and again. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in 1 Corinthians next time. But for now, you can hear more at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. 
We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. You'll find out more about the church at MainThingRadio.com or give us a call. Our phone number is 305-531-2730. When you call, let us know how we can be praying for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.